Welcome to Wrestling with the Angels, a podcast that hopes to encourage you as we limp along this life together. My name is Zach, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Clint. And today, we are talking about how to say, I'm sorry. And in preparation for this episode, I've given a lot of thought to past apologies I've made. And I think for the majority of my life, my apologies have been very quickly followed up with, well, here's the reason why that happened. So essentially it's like, I'm sorry for doing this. I'm sorry if it hurt you. And, um, but, but here's why. And can't you see how I didn't have another option, but to do that thing, you can understand where I'm coming from instead of just simply apologizing. Yeah. We justify it. Yes. That's it. Yeah. So that's the condensed version. Of what it's I was almost like we're not sorry. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? We're I'm not, sorry, but we're not, not really. We're not sorry for what was said or done. We're sorry for the perception mm. of what we said or what was done. Yeah, because there's almost this, there's this mentality that I have that if you could just see every thought and every nuance of the situation, you would agree with how I did things. This just occurred to me when you said that. We come, we, and I say we because you just shared it and I agree with you. We come to apology, apologizing with an attitude of self-preservation. Yes. We're trying, a, yep. we're trying to preserve our own image, our own ego, rather than other preservation. Mm. Meaning we're trying to preserve this person yeah. and their ego, not in a, sen- not in a negative sense. We're, like, we're not being empathetic. Right. We're, exactly. we're looking out for number one. Our actions have damaged this person, yeah, physically, emotionally, psychologically, whatever. And we're we our our apology should be since a sincere effort to preserve mm. that person and emo- res- emotionally, maybe restore too. And yeah, yeah. It, you are, it certainly is. It's can be restorative mm-hmm. because we. I mean, that's what we. That's what we should hope it is. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this a little bit before, and I don't want to get it too far ahead, but when we apologize, we we want to go, we're doing it with the expectation, or at least the hope, maybe not the expectation, but the hope of future like conversation and relationship. Mm-hmm. We don't want we don't want to apologize and then that be it. Yeah. And I like how you bring up self-preservation because a lot of my motivation in justifying what I did, right, uh, smuggled into my apology, is insecurity. Absolutely, because a lot of my self worth comes from uh, when I'm when I'm practicing un, unhealthy things. A lot of my self worth comes from how other people perceive me. And so, if if I could just explain enough, you know, they'll be okay with me. And yeah. and that's where my self worth I I get that self worth. And admittedly, man, it's so hard to rewire your brain to apologize this way Mm -hmm. because the first instinct is to justify or to, um, if not justify, like minimize, I guess Mm -hmm. you could say like damage damage control. control. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I mean, that was, uh, you owe me a Coke, but I already have one. So, (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, we want to, we want to apologize to, Preserve our self-image, preserve our self-esteem and our psyche, and also, like, 
not only to ourselves, not only the way we think and view ourselves, but the way other people mm-hmm. think and view us. Oh, yeah, that's the main thing. That's the damage For control. Me. And so re- you realize, like, in what we've just talked about, nowhere in that is concern for the other person. Nowhere in that is empathy <laughs> or compassion, yeah. Or at least, at very least, it's like a distant, like, eighth. Mm-hmm. You know, there, yeah. there are plenty of other, there are plenty of reasons I apologize. The other person that I'm apologizing to that I've hurt is, or should be, primary. Yeah. But what we've said in just this brief few minutes here is that that's not the case. Right. Yeah, and I think the... It's only been the last two years where I someone approached me about this, mm. and it, so it had to be it had to be communicated to me for me to even know there was an issue. Yeah. Um, was that was this like a was this like a friendship? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what was communicated to me is basically telling me how I should apologize, and so yeah. I've actually changed the word. So when I tell people. When I'm communicating that I'm sorry now, mm-hmm. the verbiage I use is I just simply say, I was wrong. Yeah. And then be as specific as I can be after that. I was wrong for fill in the blank and then don't say another thing. And, and that's good. And and I think it's it's noble. Um, but if I know you, that's a little bit of like self-flagellation, right? <laughs> like it hurts you. Oh, yeah. Because it hurt me. Yeah, absolutely. To say that. And it well, hurts, and, and it hurts you more than just saying I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I I would not call it self-flagellation. Like you're punishing yourself, right? No, I get yeah. that. I would call it um, making my ego right-sized. Okay. Um, whereas, like, I mean, Paul talks about this in 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 one of his letters where he talks about how he he like punishes himself physically mm-hmm. because of because he knows. Um, that this other negative thing has control. Yeah. And so the be- he beats it into submission. Right. Talks about. And so that, I feel like that may be at least not your primary motivation for doing it, but it is a, it is a, yeah, it's a shrink- direct consequence. Absolutely. It is a shrinking of my ego and it's, it's a practice. And, um, what I've had to do since it's based in insecurity and my self-worth is tied into it, I have to redirect where I'm getting, my security and self-worth from. Yeah. And ultimately I get it from God and his love for me, his unconditional love for me. And so when I can, I apologize better when I'm closer to God. Yeah. And, um, there is a bit of a distant, there is some, uh, indication that I'm not, that I'm not as close to God as I should be. If I can't apologize well. Yeah. For me. Yeah. And even, even like, I find that when, I mean, I agree with you. I find that when I am out of communion with God, um, that I either don't apologize or I flippantly apologize. Mm-hmm. Like I just throw it out there. Yeah. And the way, the relationship in which this is so, is, is so visible to me is in my marriage. Yep. And that, and that was the relationship. That's the relationship that came to mind when you brought up how you, how you learned, I guess that you were bad at this. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was, it was my wife telling me, <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you telling me you're sorry doesn't mean anything because nothing changes. Mm. And 
she's like, we're going to be and, and I don't even remember specific. I mean, there's, there's a lot of instances in which that, that <laughs> is the case. That was the case, but we were going, I mean, probably before our daughter was born, which was about was five months ago. Um, and before hadn't my middle child turned two, I would say when Josiah was, was my oldest was three and hadn't wasn't quite two yet. Um, that was the hardest time in mm-hmm. our marriage. And so there's probably this sense of, you know, we talked about apology being a defense mechanism for us, a smuggling yeah. and justification to it. But in this instance, it seems like apology could be just an, a way of appeasing yeah. the person. Yeah, a way just, of, I, I don't feel like arguing right now. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Right. Like, And that just ends the discussion, mm-hmm. which goes against what we just talked about, where really what I want my apologies now to be is a Further is an admittance of, of wrongdoing mm-hmm. and uh, basically a pleading to continue the conversation. Right. Whereas before I would throw apologies out to end conversations. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? I'm sorry. You're, you're right. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And all uh, the while internalizing all that anger. And yeah. And feeling like, I mean, cause I guarantee you the nine times I attend these arguments were about my wife needing something from me, mm-hmm. be it like service help with having two infants or an infant and a toddler. And my really just unwillingness to do it, mm-hmm. lazy, call it whatever you want. And so it was basically like when I, it, I would say like, I'm sorry, I'm not the husband you want me to be, mm-hmm. which in sense turns the guilt around on her, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. That she has some realistic, ex, unrealistic expectation of how, who I'm supposed to be uh-huh. when in reality I was just lazy. And it was just a simple request. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know? And so, um, yeah, I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of growth in that, but I can definitely point to my marriage as what caused me to realize that I apologized poorly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the aspects of apology. And maybe don't want to go there quite yet, but one of the aspects of apologizing rightly is being willing to change, mm-hmm. being willing to 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 do the opposite of the thing that you're apologizing for. Well, that that might be one indication that you that you're sincere in the apology, that you actually see something worth being apologized for. Yeah. Cause as long as if, so an insincere apology will likely not result in any change yeah, for, yeah, exactly. Because you're not, you don't really see any fault with it. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of, that brings back that phrase that I've said in the past that urgency is the enemy to spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I feel like I need to apologize right now, um, in some ways it might be better for me to, to not immediately apologize and take some time yeah. to think about it, um, to evaluate what was communicated to me, and then come back with a sincere apology. Yeah, just in this discussion, I've, I've changed my mind, I guess, on the way I view that. Because before we started recording, I said, well, you know, there are some instances in which an immediate apology is, is necessary. And mm-hmm. I think we both agree that that, yeah. that is the case. There are, there are some that are so, but it's a Like if I punch somebody in the face... <laughs> I should realize that that's wrong if I, unless it was self-defense and I should apologize like immediately. So the thing I shouldn't wait take, for their lawyer to call me. Right. So yeah. the thing, the reason for the, for taking the time would be to make sure it's sincere. If right. you can make a sincere apology immediately do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No. And I think so too. And I think the delaying <clears throat> is the, is wrestling. You're mm-hmm. wrestling with not that you're sorry. You, you feel sorrow. Mm-hmm. You feel apologetic. But you want to articulate it and make sure that it's backed up by action mm-hmm. when you give it. Yeah. 
So if I'm the temptation for me is to just throw out your sorry, that usually points to the fact that I don't intend to make any mm-hmm. lasting change. So if I take a little longer, that that that's me wrestling with okay, what what's my plan? Yeah, for change. Mm. Because ultimately, I think that's another thing that the person you're apologizing wants to hear. And see, I might actually push back on that. I was just thinking about it as you were okay. talking. Was that maybe I don't? Maybe when I apologize, I shouldn't give the plan because words in that moment could be, you know, light, yeah. easy to give. It and would maybe be, not give it, but you should have one. Yeah, yes, okay. I was going to agree with that. Yeah, my apology should be: I was wrong for fill in the blank. Right. Let that sit. Let mm-hmm. them, you know, the other person have any other comments to make and yeah. just... And, and maybe just, they have a plan. <laughs> well, what I was going to say is have the plan in mind. Right. Yeah. Don't bring it up, but right. put it into action. Yeah. Put, oh, yeah, put for that, sure. Right. So instead of coming with, here's the plan I plan to do, words are easy in that moment. Rather, don't say the plan, don't give the plan, but actually put it. go ahead and be practicing it, putting it into action. Yeah, I was I was reading this article. There's, there's a couple articles I read in kind of preparation for this discussion, and one of them was on NPR. And one of the points they make is is that, to your point just now, is that when you're apologizing, less is more. Yeah. And we talked with our friend Sarah uh, before coming up here to record. Who we're gonna we're gonna try we're gonna and eventually have, on have her on at some point. Yeah, she's 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 apprehensive <laughs> about being on, but I think that's just from a uh, an uncomfortability with with public speaking. I don't know. Anyway. Um, she mentioned like she tends to over apologize or over um, explain compensate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Over explain. And they, and this person, I guess, quoting another, uh, author here says over apologizing is not only irritating, it disrupts the flow of the conversation and shifts the focus away from the person who mm-hmm. needs to be attended to. Yeah. So when you over apologize again, you're the object of the tension. Mm-hmm. You're taking it away from the person who you've, whom you've harmed and, 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 uh, sinned against. Yeah. I feel like that's a good place to end. And until next time, may the Lord make his channel for his peace.